Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Well, good morning, everybody. I trust coaching live. I am Hope Mormon. I'm the divisional president for High Trust Coaching. And I have a very special guest with me, actually two special guests. So I have Todd Duncan with me this morning. So good morning, Mr. Todd. Good morning, Miss Hope. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. And we also have one of our high trust coaches, Karen Crosby, with us this morning. So welcome, Karen. Good morning. Thank you. Okay, so Todd, if it's okay. Yeah. If it's okay with you, I'd like to start with you for a minute, if it's okay. You know, so sales mastery was amazing. It was epic. You know, two weeks later, it's still an amazing buzz. Everybody's talking about it. It is the topic of conversation with all of our coaching members for the last two weeks. So tell me, what were some of your sales mastery highlights? Well, I first of all, thank, thanks for uh, just thanks for noticing that, you know, we had as a company just uh, a lot of movie parts to pull mastery off. And when you combine uh, a great audience like we had and uh, and great technology, you're able to do something you've never done before. So I think the first thing I would say is we as an industry, we as a company and, and all of our all of our followers and members uh, had something they'd never had before. And it was really unique. It was really good. And uh I think our net promoter score right now is uh, 94, 9.4 on a scale of one to 10. And so that's, uh, that's a good, that's a good uh, validation. <laughs> and then one of the stats that came out is 41% of the people that attended mastery said that the ideas that they learned would enable them to make uh, $20,000 a month or more. And that's a pretty cool statistic. So, you know, for me, I'm still, I'm still uh, reflecting on just what happened and how powerful it was, how exciting it was. Um, the panelists, the speakers, I mean, just the content was just spot on. It was really rich. And then I thought this morning when I got a news feed on mortgage interest rates and application volume uh, last week, you know, with volume down, I got to thinking, you know, mastery was well-timed and our whole theme was personal innovation. Our whole theme was how do you innovate? So for me, the big highlight, though, the big highlight coming out of that is and you know this as the, the leader of high trust coaching, Karen, you know this as one of our, our coaches, um, everything can be improved. I mean, that just for me, it, it was the, the idea that everybody can own the truth that anything they do can be improved. And the beautiful thing about what the theme at Mastery was, was the idea that it doesn't take a, a tsunami of improvement. It, it takes like a little bit, like a little bit every single day. And I think that as I look at the hundreds of thousands of feet we had in the chat window, it was like, you know, I could get better 1% a day. I could move to some new market 1% a day. I could be a better leader 1% a day. I could have higher conversion by improving my skills 1% a day. So for me, if I kept it really simple, it's this idea of um, what are the, the little improvements that you need to make that if you do them every single day, um, that whole idea of perfection versus progress, that whole idea of, uh, of progress is all that matters, you know. Um, and I came up with something after mastery because I was talking with a couple of people and they really resonated with the, the whole idea that perfection is, is harmful, progress is helpful, and growth is optional. And they really resonated with that. And I, and I, and I said that to Deb um, when we were doing a little bit of our, our debrief after mastery, I said, there's two types of people. 
This is big. There's two types. Of there are there, no. There are mistake makers, and there are lesson learners. Just just pause for a second. Wow. Okay. So, what is your attitude towards growth? And if you make mistakes, are you okay that that mistake was made? And if you are, then you're not a mistake maker. You're a lesson learner. But if you don't learn the lesson from a mistake, you will continue to be a mistake maker. And what, what the problem is with that is that for most of us in our human wiring, mm -hmm. mistakes do not have a positive contribution to our self-esteem, especially when they're made time and time and time again. So, mm -hmm. so for me, it was like the, the greatest the ones that make it, the ones that have a, a joyful experience and a great life, they, they don't make less mistakes, but they do learn from those mistakes more quickly because that third piece, growth being optional, is really powerful. So if I become a lesson learner, I have a positive energy, my dopamine is up, my serotonin is up, my endorphins are up, everything positive about happiness and joy is up if I'm a lesson learner. But if I remain a mistake maker, all of those things, the biological things that keep us energized and happy and excited and, and forward thinking, those are gone. And for me, that's the big takeaway. Anybody can write down what to do. Here's all the ideas. You know, maybe it's 15 ideas. Maybe it's 20 ideas. And that's awesome. But if you are not up here, yeah. okay, with making mistakes and reframing them like that to a lesson, then mastery, mastery won't have an impact on you. You have mm. to become a lesson learner. And I think the greatest, my greatest takeaway is, man, if you're a lesson learner, it's easy to improve every day. So that's, that's all I got. That's for me. Yeah. <laughs> so Todd, you mentioned, you mentioned just a minute ago about our human behavior that we default to defense and making a mistake and, you know, and, and judging, judging ourselves and, you know, and, and staying in, in that place where we're not moving into the lesson learning. So what would be a good trick or trigger or, or, you know, things that we could say to ourselves when we're kind of going down that path that would maybe be a pattern interrupt and take this to the place where we're a lesson learner? Yeah, so, you know, it's a great question. Uh, 23 years ago, I did an audio lesson in my three-year series called Abundant Living. And the audio lesson was, was all about silver lining living. That was the title of the lesson. And in that lesson, what I said is the difference between whether or not you have gloomy skies or bright skies is often in the interpretation of whatever you find and wherever you find yourself being. And so for me, the answer to your question specifically is whenever something doesn't work according to plan, you default to one simple trigger question. And the trigger question is, what is good about this? Ooh. That's it. That's all you have to do. Anytime something isn't working out, it is the universe setting you up for a lesson. But you'll never learn the lesson if you go negative, self-critical, shameful, you know, narrative. You remember at Master, we were talking about triggers, tension, risk, and narrative. The narrative piece in the, in the midst of a mistake, it is the narrative piece that pulls you out and puts you on the healthy track 
to being a lesson learner. And so if everybody could just adopt that question, I mean, stuff doesn't go perfect. And the more you raise your bar, the higher your vision, the more you want to do what you've never done before, the more you better be acclimated to the idea that mistakes are going to happen. And if a mistake happens, it is a lesson if you have that bent. And if you ask that question, what is good about this? And, and you know, what am I learning from it? You know, it gets back to one simple word in our Connect series. We, 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 we talk just in, in incessantly about curiosity, just curiosity. Okay, so this didn't work out the way I wanted it to. I'm curious, which is the question, right? I'm curious what's good about this. Or I'm curious, what did we learn from this? Or I'm curious, how can we do this better? God, I love, I, you know, I absolutely love that. And that, that. That's a great coaching question. You know, when our coaching members come to us and they have an issue or they've made a mistake or something didn't go well, or they didn't execute on the high trust interview as well as they would have liked to, or whatever those things are, that if a coach says to them, okay, great, what is good about this? Talk to me about what is good about this right. and just go quiet, right? And just wait and listen while they're while they're filtering through and looking for that answer. I think that that would be incredibly powerful. Well, so and the, thing, the, the final thing I'll say, because I don't want to steal Karen's thunder, but the final thing I'll, I'll say is, is this idea of, of curiosity is a powerful metaphor for growth. You know, it's 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 like if if I if I really am clear on inspired living and being my best, you're you you'll wake up as soon as you reconcile that, not fearful of of failure. You you'll wake up realizing that failure is actually the the fuel that unleashes growth. Because because if you're succeeding, you're not learning. Yeah. It's 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 in the failing that you learned, which is why you're succeeding. So when you come out of mastery and you say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Awesome. But those are all byproducts of how you handle everything that gets you to this. And that's the big lesson. That's the big lesson. So if you're going to make mistakes. That. Growth is optional. That's my <laughs> What is good about this? I love that. I just think that's terrific. Karen, do you have an experience of what Todd was just talking about um, with regard to, you know, what when you're working with coaching members and or, you know, just working with yourself or your team? Absolutely. And that's what you and I talked about in our last interview was making failure your friend. Yes. Because I've learned I've learned that, you know, in life, but also listening to Todd and Todd, I love it when you speak. I, I always get motivated, more motivated. But, but yes, if you, if you embrace it properly, you learn and you grow. And if you don't grow, you're not going to be successful in your business, which is why I wanted to talk about implementation being a journey is that you're going to have to make changes and you're going to make plans. And as we talked about this and you and I were discussing at Hope, I know everybody's excited coming out of sales mastery. So they all came out with 27 things they want to change. You're not going to change 27 things and make it work successfully in a short period of time. Maybe Todd can do that, right? But I can tell you very, very few people can do that. So being implementing new new programs and new plans and setting yourself up for growth, right? And, and, and team building and stuff like that is going to have to be a journey. We have to take it one step at a time. So as a coach, I've already had to slow some of my people down and say, whoa, 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 I know you're excited. This was a fantastic event and a great experience 
but that, let's let's put down one major thing at a time and make sure that we conquer that together so that so that because we're going to fail i'm going to fail right so yeah I, that's why i was excited to talk about this so i'm going to let you guys have an awesome conversation about this and i want to say to all of our high trust today members um thank you for being part of our ecosystem and i would like to encourage you if you're in high trust today to reach out to somebody today and invite them to the platform. This is what we do each and every week, every single day to add value back to the ecosystem that wants to benefit by high trust. So reach out to a friend that can benefit by this and uh, have them come to the page. And uh, we're here every day for you and hope. Good job, Karen. I'm going to leave you guys to talk and uh, thanks Ray for setting this up. Good luck, everybody. Thank you, Todd. It was so much fun to have Todd on with us today. So Karen, um, it's been wonderful to be, you know, I, I'm, I was looking forward to our talk today. Um, talking about implementation is, seems to be the key conversation we're having a lot right now, becoming out of sales mastery. And, you know, it was really interesting. I wanted to, you know, um, kind of talk a little bit about what one of the Todd thing that Todd teaches, which you were speaking to a minute ago, was the fact that if we're doing too many things, nothing's getting done. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, coach, right, as a coach, we're kind of dialing it in and saying, okay, here's your list. What are your top one or two priorities? Let's execute on that, right, and move forward. So tell me, um, implementation is a journey. Talk to me a little bit about that. One of the things, as Todd just said, as we were just talking about, when you want to make a change to anything, right, if you walk into a room and you want to rearrange your furniture, you're implementing a new style in your home or a new feel or a new draw or warmth, but it's still, you're going to put something someplace. You're not going to like it. You're going to move it again. You're going to move it again. So implementing being on a journey is being willing to change with it. And if something doesn't work, tweak it and change it again. And don't think that the first time we do something and try to change and create a new plan and introduce it to our team or to ourselves with our time blocking, don't think it's going to necessarily work the first time. We've mm -hmm. got to be able to understand that it's going to take time to make some of these changes, which is why I was calling it a journey. And Todd just said it when, when one of my takeaways from Sales Mastery, and then Todd did a recording, a video himself, and, and he already just said it, but it was implementation is a journey. Perfection is harmful because we're not going to do it perfectly, right? Progress is healthy and growth and learning is optional. So I saw that and I thought that's exactly what my takeaway was. And I thought it was really important and exciting because I've been talking to my clients, my coaching clients about that a lot. They're so excited to become a coaching member in the first place. Then we come off of this fantastic event and you know, you have to rein them in. It's I have to rein myself in. I every time mm -hmm. I hear Todd talk, or I hear you talk. I want to do twenty-seven new things, right? <laughs> yes. So I'm encouraging them to write out their do's and don't lists, what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing, and mm -hmm. to keep track of that. So if you say I have to do better time blocking, then you need to set one time a day. This is my opinion, as you know. At nine o'clock every day, you're going to do something. Don't try to set 9, 10, 11, because you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Set mm -hmm. one thing a day that you want to do, or if it's just every Monday, mm -hmm. until you perfect that and you're comfortable with that. And now you don't have to think about it. You don't have to look at your calendar. You know that's what you're going to do that day at 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. add something else so that you can start to see how they work together 
so that you're you're better forming it as opposed to trying to be scrambled and, and right. do too many things at once. Yeah. So one of the things that I've noticed in coaching is, you know, obviously the high trust interview. And, um, and, you know, a lot of our clients won't do it because they're looking for that perfection. So they won't, they won't engage in a high trust interview with a referral partner or a, a client until they feel as though they've got it dialed in and they've mastered it. And I think that that's a mistake. And I, the reason why I think it's a mistake is to the point that you were just making that perfection, you know, is, is harmful. And that is because we're not doing it. So just, you know, I tell, I have my clients to just, you know, jump in, do the very best you can. And the next time it will be better. And the next time it will be better until it becomes a part of you. And then it becomes very conversational and you will have mastered it. And even then you'll always be tweaking it. Would that be right, Karen? I would completely agree. And that's, that is the law of the dress rehearsal, right? Yeah, ma'am. You start practicing the high trust interview. You do it to the best of your ability. And mm -hmm. each time we do something, we get better at it, right? Mm -hmm. So you and I know this, and that is that is every time I give a speech to somebody or I'm interviewing a new client, I do the high trust interview with my new clients, not just my referral partners, because mm -hmm. you want to get to know them and you want to you want to learn what their needs are so that you know how to better perfect that. So yeah. I believe definitely. And if we start by doing one or two pieces of the high trust interview, we'll only get better and add pieces three and four until it's so natural to us that we don't have to try to remember how it works. Yeah, exactly. It becomes, it, it does become very natural. So we were talking about, you talked, talked a little bit about, you know, setting goals. And, you know, one of the things that we do in coaching is we kind of walk through a process when someone's setting a goal and we're asking some questions. And so I really encourage everybody that it's not in coaching to ask yourself these questions is that why is that, why is, is achieving this goal important? Um, where are the obstacles? You know, really stop and think about where where are the possible challenges in achieving this goal? Where are the obstacles in achieving this goal? And um, and how do we overcome them, right, in achieving this goal? So that we're thinking about it in, in advance and knowing what where the obstacles are going to be, at least the ones that we, I, we can identify, right? Because um, there's always going to be obstacles we weren't anticipating. Um, then, you know, we have a better chance of achieving that goal. And also the ever popular and the most important is by when, right, by when. So, um, you know, why, you know, so when, when I'm talking to a coaching mm -hmm. member, talking to one of our coaching members in Canada um, last week, and he is just, I call him my implementation king. He is just, he's only been coaching with us for maybe, uh, I want to say maybe three months, three or four months, but he just executes one right after the other. And he said to me on our last call that he wanted to, so hello, Barry. Um, so um, he told me on the last call that he wanted to have three new referral partner relationships between now and our next call, which is only two weeks from now. And I really kind of slowed him down a little bit. And I said, are you sure? And he said, absolutely. And the thing is, is that I'm, le I'm letting him run with it because of the fact that I knew, because of the fact that he is an implementation king, that I knew that he would execute on it. And I knew he probably already had a plan as to how he was going to execute on it. So it was interesting. I, my call with him is not until next Friday. And um, I get a notification that he's already executed on it. He's already completed it. So I'm going, See, all right, that's, I'm going to have to raise the bar on him. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And that's exciting. That's exciting. When we set goals with our coaching clients, and we have to prod them to say, okay, we gave you an action item. You didn't do any of them. 
or you set an action item and they do it almost immediately. And then I have one of my clients start setting his own action items. And so I'm notified. Yeah, I'm notified when he's setting his action items and then he's marking them off and I'm getting emails done, done, done. So I actually had my call with him yesterday and I said, okay, let's talk about how you did this. Are you comfortable with how you, what, what the result was? And he was, I was, I was very excited with him. So we had a great call and that was, we talked about how to set the goals. We talked about writing it down and making sure. And, and I, it, I, I believe it's okay to set higher goals than we think maybe we're going to attain because for me personally, it pushes me. I don't want to set a goal that I'm just going to make it to the corner and back. I want to set a goal. I'm going to make it to the park and back. Right. And if I only make it halfway, well, at least I made it further than the corner. Right. So so I was really pleased with that. And it was exciting to watch that. So, yeah, as they're doing the goal setting, that's how we're going to grow. And that's Mm -hmm. how we're going to understand what what's going to get us, what where this journey is going to take us Mm -hmm. in this process. And so, yeah, I was excited to see him setting his old action goals. Like you said, you have this person implementing on and on and on. And so I'm in the same boat with this gentleman. And I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it is wonderful. And it's, you know, even for those of people that maybe had set goals and they didn't achieve them, that's another way that coaching comes in and comes alongside those individuals and says, okay, what happened? Why didn't it get done? Where were the obstacles? Where were the challenges? And, and let's reset right? Let's reset, you know, so it's not a, I'm going to abandon this goal altogether. It's let's talk about it. Let's find out why it didn't get done, what we learned about it, what was good about not achieving the goals, right? And um, and, then, and then kind of moving forward and, and resetting, right? And moving forward and still going after that goal and just maybe doing a redirect, right? Well, and realizing that it's not necessarily a bad goal. Maybe we tried yeah. to get there too quickly, Maybe we need to add some other things to it. If you have a goal of wanting to build a branch, you first have to start with one person. You can't hire 10 people at once and think that you're going to have time to train them. Mm-hmm. So keep keep your goal in mind. And then you're right. Let's figure out what we have to do in between to get there. We can't go from zero to 100 without right. passing all of the other milestones. Right. right. So, yes. You know, yeah, it's, it's very, very true. And I can't agree with you more, Karen. You know, I'm just so grateful to you as for being one of our high trust coaches. Um, you do such a great job and you bring so much value to our coaching members. And I was thinking about one of our coaching coaching clients that's been with us for a couple of years now. And um, and what was interesting is we were looking at we were looking at, you know, some of the things that we accomplished um, over the last over the last two years. And he had forgotten two thirds of it. He said, I hope, you know, we did do all of those things. We did execute and complete all of those things. I just forgot about it because we keep moving forward, right? We just keep moving forward. So we kind of forget about all of the things we execute. And I think that's one of the things that's really very helpful, you know, in our coaching dashboard is the action plans and the fact that they executed on. So they can look back and say, and, you know, if they're, if they're having a down day or they're having a challenge these days, go back and look at all of the things that you accomplished over the last 90 days, 60 days, 30 days. Correct. Go back and see what you completed. I also have them, I like to have them go back to their top 20 assessment that we have them do when they first become coaching clients. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to go back a year later and have them complete it again and then do a comparison in, yes. in one of our calls to say, now look at where you started and look at what you told me and what you told us in the high trust coaching, you told us this is where you wanted to be. You told us this is what you want to accomplish. And I actually do that like every six months. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so you get to see where they where they advanced and then they get to see what they've implemented and where their journey has gone, like you said, on the action side of it. So mm-hmm. the top 20 assessment actually helps me bring them back together. And then I ask them to take that top 20 assessment, you know, three months after that year mark. Right. So we have the year. Now let's let you were down on yourself. Now let's do it again in three months. And then their change is a lot different. It's almost like you're talking to a different person. You're going, okay, that's not the person we started with, but that's our goal. Our goal is to take them to that next level and Mm -hmm. watch them grow and implement the things that they put down. That was their dream when -hmm. they first came to us in the first place. Right. Right. Exactly. That's, that's so very, very true. And I, and I think that, you know, we're, we're coming up on our quarterly reviews, you know, we're at the end now of Q3. And one of the things we do in coaching is we do a quarterly review. And in that quarterly review, we're not only reviewing our business plan, right? And, um, and that's always kind of been this year has been a lot of fun to redo, you know, business plan review on a quarterly basis, because 99% of the time we're exceeding goal. But Karen, I really love that you go back and we do we, we also do a life mastery review, um, at mm-hmm. least every months, you know, life mastery, some of the things, some of the goals that they set in life mastery are longer term goals, you know, which we right. love those short and long-term goals. And, um, and that's, that's a terrific, that's a terrific approach. And I love that. And, um, and in this quarterly review, I think that this is going to be a great time to not only do a business plan review, do a life mastery review, right? Go through those questions yes. again. And because also it's like Q4 is always not about just finishing the year out strong, but it's also about planning for 2021. And we Correct. don't know what it's going to look like, right? But let's start planning for it and making sure that we're strategically positioned for the highest and best opportunity. Well, I just learned something from you. I'm not going to wait a year to do the top 20. I'm going to do it every quarter. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> let's do it every 90 days because let's let's let's, yeah. let's, let's let you figure out sooner where you, where you advanced, right? So exactly. we do but not the whole assessment, but I like what you just said. And that is, I'm just, now I'm just changing, right? I'm implementing part of my journey and I'm going to make that change right now. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Absolutely. So I hope that you'll make sure that you'll share it with the rest of the coaches on Friday at our coaches corner call um, as to what what our 90 day review is going to look like. Yes, absolutely. I will do that. Okay. So Karen, you've been a coach with with us for what? um, Two years now? Uh, Just over a year. Just over a year. And so tell me what, um, so this is your first year of coaching with High Trust. Um, I know that you manage a very, very big pipeline. You're having an amazing year yourself. Um, so tell me, what are some of the highlights of for you and coaching you know, with High Trust and coaching for High Trust and working with our coaching members? What's been a highlight for you? The highlight for me is I'm always excited to watch somebody grow and start to reach their goals. Mm-hmm. And watch how passionate they become about what they're doing and helping people and rediscovering their why. I got a new coaching client recently who said, I still can't figure out my why. And after we talked for 10 or 15 minutes, she said, I just got it. I got it. Right. Go had gone through some terrible things and, and experiences that she had to work out on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, felt a little bit abandoned. Right. And just sure. said, I don't know what I want to do. And so as we spoke, I was able to say, guess what, what you already went through and where you came out on the other side and what you've accomplished, you know, what your why is, I believe is going back and helping other people who are experiencing what you had to go through alone. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I just got my why. I just got my why. So what's been exciting for me 
has been to watch the growth and be able to be part of that. And even as a coach, it doesn't matter. I've done this for 35 years. And yes, I do have a very big pipeline, but I take my coaching clients and my coaching very seriously. And I time block that in and I go in my office and I close my door and, and there's a note on there. There's a note on there right now, live video, do not interrupt. So I do the same thing when I'm on with my coaching clients, they become my priority and they become my passion. And to be able to be, to be able to be part of their journey and to be able to say, you know, let's work, let's do this together. I'm here for you. And as we do our coaching calls, you know, one of the things that I asked two of them to do in their action items was I said, we talked about implementing a new program. They wanted to know how to keep in touch with their borrowers. I said, just start by sending everybody a thank you note after they close their transaction. It doesn't take you very long. I said, write out your script ahead of time. Every single person can get the exact same wording in there, but you need to handwrite it to them. I said, so part of your items are I want you to send me a note. I want you to send me a note because I just want to see if you're going to implement your action. Mm-hmm. I got a note. And I was so excited when I got that note that I couldn't wait for my coaching call. I had to say, I got your note. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so, so being a high trust coach for me actually makes me focus better on my business. If mm-hmm. you want to be a leader, then you got to do it yourself, right? You can't tell others what to do and not be willing to make changes yourself and not grow from failure not continue to set goals. I continually set goals and I'm just adding another person tomorrow to my team so that I can be, you know, that I can have my stuff more under control, you know, to do my pipeline management. Cause I realize when we, when you get out of control, especially in this kind of environment, you need Mm -hmm. to ask for help. It's okay Mm -hmm. to ask for help. It's okay to say all of a sudden I'm not doing the job that I'm accustomed to doing. And I don't believe I'm giving the right service. I need to bring somebody in here. And so yeah, so being a coach for me has just been very exciting to be part of everybody's journey. Yeah, I love that. That's wonderful, Karen. Thank you. So a few takeaways um, that I would like to just let everybody know about is, one, um, obviously, after Sales Master, we, we are back-to-back um, with call, people look at calling in, wanting to hear more about coaching and talking to our coach consultants. Um, we're booked through November, um, back-to-back every day. So if you know our program and you are ready to just jump in and contract and move forward and get into the coaching program without waiting for your coach consultation call, send me an email to hope.forman at hightrustcoaching.com, and I will get you onboarded. Uh, just kind of move past that. Um, if you want to hear more about our coaching program, if you're not familiar with our coaching program, please be sure that you make your appointment, the appointment that you set, because our coach consultants are extremely busy and they're not going to have a lot of, lot of bandwidth to be able to reschedule. So show up for those calls. And the last thing to Karen's point and the value of having a high trust coach, our high trust coaches are, are unique individuals. Um, they are experienced, savvy, actively engaged in the business. They are um, masters of the high trust methodology. So if you feel as though you have the um, profile, that profile to be a coach and are interested in being a high trust coach, I would love to hear from you. So if you can see to see if you qualify to become a high trust coach, send me an email at hope.forman at hightrustcoaching.com. And I would love to hear from you as we are growing our coaching faculty. Uh,
to maintain the capacity that we're continuing to grow on. So I love that. And then to Todd's point, um, if this was valuable, the whole point of doing high twist coaching live is to bring value is to maybe have, have Karen or any one of my coaches or Todd say one thing that's going to make a difference for you. That's going to impact you. That's going to maybe give you one lesson to learn. So we're hope that we, you know, that's the primary focus is to make sure that we're bringing value. So do share this with is to Todd's point, do share um, high trust coaching uh, to the high, I'm sorry, do share high trust today, do invite people to join high trust today um, and have them, you know, have them be able to get the benefit of high trust coaching life and all of the content that Todd just pours and pours and pours into us in high trust today. So that's all I have to say for myself. Karen, any parting words? Nope. I'm thrilled to be part of this team. We'd love to have you as coaching clients. Like Hope said, we're looking for more coaches. We do coaches calls with each other. Every other week, we learn from each other. We reach out to each other. We ask for advice. We're not perfect, but we certainly are here to be part of your team and help you grow. We just, we love what we do. We're passionate about getting you to the next level. Absolutely. Thank you, Karen. And thank you everybody for joining us. So have an amazing rest of your week. And um, in the meantime, thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Great. Thanks. Bye-bye.